Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. Perhaps there will be some that think our subject for today's study is controversial. But controversy should not be something that influences us. Some like controversy because people will be more inclined to watch. Others want to stay away from it because if they offend someone, then they won't watch. But what should we do? Simply speak the truth. And when you accept the authority of Scripture and you share it according to what the Word of God reveals, whether it's controversial or not, what difference does it make? We're not trying to please individuals. We're trying to be faithful to God and share His thoughts on a subject, whether it's controversial or not. Take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Luke and chapter 6. The book of Luke and chapter 6. And what is our subject? It is the Sabbath day, called in Hebrew, Shabbat. And the Sabbath day is important to God. For God set apart the seventh day in a unique way. That is an indisputable fact. And he gave us this gift of Shabbat for a reason. What does the scripture say? Messiah teaches in another location and he says that that man was not made for Shabbat, but the Shabbat was made for man, meaning we need it. And let me share with you one biblical truth about Shabbat. If you don't understand the Sabbath day, what the word of God says about it, it is going to hinder your understanding of what the New Testament is saying about Yeshua, that is, Jesus of Nazareth. Because many of the things that he said and many of the things that he did have to do with a proper understanding of Shabbat. And if you don't understand the Sabbath day, you're not going to comprehend why he did the things he did on Shabbat and why he said the things that he said on Shabbat. And secondly, we see something else. In the scripture, there is a connection between Shabbat and the kingdom of God. So again, if you don't understand the biblical truth concerning the Sabbath day, it is going to obscure your understanding of the kingdom of God. And in the passage of scripture that we're going to be looking at, we see that the religious leaders, the Pharisees and the scribes, they did not understand Shabbat. Their view of it was incorrect and therefore they did not have a proper understanding of the kingdom that was coming and of course the king of that kingdom, Messiah Yeshua. So as I said, look with me to this sixth chapter 
of the book of Luke. Let's begin in verse 1 where it says, But it came about on the second Shabbat. So we've had an earlier Sabbath that was spoken of, and now a second Shabbat that Luke is going to speak concerning. And what was happening? Well, he, that is Yeshua, he was passing through the grain fields. And we see that his disciples, they were plucking the, the stalks and they were eating, rubbing in their hands. Now, what we find is this, that it was a Shabbat, a Sabbath day, and we know biblically that work is prohibited on that day. But what were the disciples doing? They were walking through the grain fields and they were plucking the grain and they were doing it in a unique way. They were rubbing it in their hands and they were eating. Now, this shows something. It shows that they understood it was Shabbat and they were doing something in a unique way. Why? In recognizing it was Shabbat. But there's going to be something that is overriding. And what is that? Well, we don't have to guess or speculate because the word of God is going to tell us. Look, if you would, to verse 2. But certain ones of the Pharisees, they said to them, Why are you doing what is not lawful to do on Shabbat? So they are making an accusation against Yeshua and his disciples. And if we pay attention to the language, they are really holding Yeshua accountable because these individuals are his disciples. So he is the master of them. And therefore, they address their question specifically to him. They're doing what they believe is lawful. That's what the Pharisees think. And notice how Messiah responds. And his response is most informing. Look at verse 3. And Yeshua answers, and he said to them, Have you not read this, what David did when he was hungry? He and those who were with him. So he's going to turn to an Old Testament passage, one that I'm sure you're familiar with. Once David, with those who were fleeing with him, because King Saul was pursuing David, wanting to put David to death. And David, with some loyal men, they were on the run, and it happened to be at a time where they arrived at a, a city. And what happened? Well, we see that they were hungry and they did something. All of this is recorded in the scripture. Look now to, to verse 4. As he entered into the house of God, and the showbread he took and ate, and he gave to the ones who were with him, which is not lawful to eat only for the priests. 
So David is pointing out something about this situation. And what is that? Well, David is on the run. He's hungry. And therefore, he is in need and those who are with him of food. And therefore, because of saving a life, it was permissible for them to take that which they needed even on this, this sacred area of the house of God to take this food that was only for the priests to eat, and they ate. Why? Because of their great need. Now, we see something that's parallel to this. We see that not in a sacred place, but rather on a sacred day, the Sabbath day. The disciples, they were hungry. This is an important point. And part of keeping the Shabbat is blessing God, thanking God, and focusing on God. And there's something interesting according to Jewish law, and that is this. If you ever come to Israel, or if you're ever in a Jewish community, you will find as Shabbat is approaching, and I mean whether we're talking about Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, people will come up and ask for a donation for Shabbat. Why? So that they can have enough food to eat because everyone should eat on Shabbat. Because eating is a necessity. If you're hungry, you can't enjoy Shabbat. Your mind won't be focused upon it. So eating is a requirement. And these individuals, the disciples, they were hungry just like David and his loyal men were hungry, and therefore they ate of the showbread, which is forbidden. And therefore, for the sake of Shabbat, we see the disciples ate of the grain. But again, they did it in a unique way, rubbing it in their hands between their palms, in other words, in a recognition that this was Shabbat. They were mindful of it, and that's why they were eating, because one eats on Shabbat. And therefore, these Pharisees, they didn't understand the significance of keeping the Shabbat, not just according to the letter of the law, but the spirituality. That is the intent, the purpose of Shabbat. It is to be a blessing. What did I say? I quoted Yeshua when he pointed out that, that Shabbat was, was made for man, not man for Shabbat. It's to be a blessing. Therefore, look at what the scripture says. Look now, if you would, to verse 5. And he said to them that the Son of Man is Lord of Shabbat, meaning this. He was there. He, the Son of Man, is Lord of Shabbat. He understands its meaning and how it should be observed. And they were eating this food, this grain, on Shabbat in a unique way in order to fulfill the purpose of Shabbat, which is to not allow other things to distract us from the message of Shabbat, which is to focus in on God.
to give him our total attention and not allow other things to distract us. So they were not being disobedient. They saw the greater message of Shabbat, and this is why they were eating. Now, notice the next part of our passage. Look now to verse 6. But it came about on an other Shabbat, meaning a different Shabbat, that he entered into the synagogue, and his purpose was to teach. Verse 6 in the middle. And there was there a man who had a withered right hand. And then look at verse 7. What were these leaders doing in the synagogue? It says very carefully, verse 7. But the scribes and the Pharisees, they were watching. And this word means to watch with great closeness, paying most significant attention to what was taking place. So again, the scribes and the Pharisees, they were watching him if on Shabbat that he would heal. And why were they so concerned? Well, they weren't thinking about what Shabbat is about, which is a day of restoration, putting things in order, in order that we can worship God and praise God. So Shabbat is always about having things in their right location. And when will things ultimately be in the right location? The answer is simple. The kingdom of God. And that's why we see, and there's other reasons in addition to this. There's reasons to understand the Shabbat. Why? So we have a greater understanding of the kingdom of God. It's in the kingdom that everything will be according to the will of God. So what were these leaders doing, the scribes and the Pharisees? They were paying close attention, watching him to see. Look at the end of verse 7. If on Shabbat he would heal, and why were they watching? In order that they should find a, a, a reason, that's the implication, that they could find something in order to, and this next word is a very important word. It appears many times in the New Testament. And what's so interesting about it is this. You will find a great variety of definitions given to it. But here they were looking for a reason, a, a pretense, in order that they might. And the word here in its basic meaning means to render powerless or useful to set something aside so that it has no longer any effect or implications. That's what they wanted to do. They wanted to find a reason why they could discredit Yeshua, pushing him aside so that he would have no longer any influence in society. That was their objective. That's why this man was there in the synagogue to begin with. They, and we see this in another parallel passage, they were the ones that brought him in in order that they could simply find an accusation against him, something that they could discredit him. So what happened? 
Well, look, if you would, to verse 8. But he, knowing. Now, this is an important word for knowing. Again, if you're studying the Bible, you need to pay attention to the vocabulary and not just the words that are used, but also their grammatical construction. And we find that this word for knowing is in the pluperfect tense. What is that? Something that's very distant, far away, remote. Now, Messiah is God. He is omniscient. He knows all things. So why would this word be used in this unique grammatical construction, the pluperfect, in regard to him knowing their thoughts? Well, this is the reason. It is to show that their thoughts were very far away from his and very far away from the reality of a proper understanding of Shabbat. What this passage is saying is that these leaders, the scribes and the Pharisees, they were far away from understanding God's purposes for Shabbat. Look again at verse 8. But he, knowing their thoughts, he said to the man having the withered hand, rise up and stand in the midst, meaning stand before everyone. Now, again, it was these leaders that wanted this man to be here. They were using him not because of any compassion they had for him, but they were concerned for one thing, to use something to discredit him so that they would have in their minds a just accusation against him before the people to discredit him and that he would become non-relevant for the, the, the community. That's their objective. And Yeshua, he didn't shy away. He didn't run off. He, he encountered this conflict head on. Why? Because he is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. There is nothing too difficult for him. And therefore, he told this man with the withered hand, rise up and stand in the middle of everyone. Look now to verse 9. And he stood up, meaning after he stood... And rose up. What happened? After he rose up and stood. Now look at verse 9. Therefore Yeshua said to them. I'm asking you something. Now this is important because he's speaking to the Pharisees and the scribes. Not by chance. The scribes were experts in the scripture. Many people hear the term scribes and they simply think. These are the ones who copy the scripture. Well, the scribes were a religious political party. This word does not mean those who actually did the work of copying, copying the scripture. But it speaks to those who gave the laws on how the scripture were to be copied. They understood much of the word of God. And we see the Pharisees, they were experts in Jewish law. So we have two groups of people. 
those who were experts in Jewish law, those who were experts in interpreting the Bible. But in reality, they did not know truth. So he has these groups here. He tells this man, stand in the midst. After rising up, he stood there. And then look at our text, middle of verse 9, where he asks, he says, I want to ask you, and the implication is, I want to ask you a question. Is it lawful for Shabbats, meaning on the Sabbaths, is it lawful to do good or to do evil? Now, I think it's very interesting how he framed his question, whether to do good or to do evil. Now, he just didn't ask this question in that way by chance. To do good is what it literally says, and good is in regard to the will of God. And what is the main purpose of Shabbat? To put things in the proper order. What's the proper order? According to the will of God. And that which is evil is that which is out of God's order, out of his will. So this is a perfect day, the right day, for us to see things putting back into what I would call a Sabbath order. Let me say that differently. A kingdom order. We are being taught some truth concerning the kingdom of God in our study of Shabbat. Why? We've already uncovered why. Because there's a relationship scripturally between Shabbat and the kingdom of God. So he says, I ask you, is it lawful on Shabbat to do good or to do evil, a life to save or to perish? Now, saving, this word for saving, has to do with restoration. This word for saving just doesn't mean to save from, from sin, to save from, from punishment. This word has to do with a restoration to the will of God. And that which is not restored to God, ultimately it will perish, meaning it will be destroyed. And we see that he asked this question. And what happens? Look at verse 10. And, and looking around at all of them. Why? Well, in this parallel passage, they didn't respond. Now, these were the authorities, the scribes and the Pharisees. They were obligated to respond, but they didn't. Why? Because they couldn't respond in a way that was, was supporting truth and accomplishing their desire, which was to discredit him. And therefore, they were silent. Therefore, looking around at all of them, he said to the man, this is Yeshua, speaking to this man who had that withered up hand, he says, stretch forth your hand. What's he going to do? restoration that is the purpose of shabbat that is the outcome of a kingdom establishment things putting in order things being restored and he says 
Stretch forth your hand. And look, middle of verse 10. And he made him, how? Restored. His hand was healthy like the other. So what did Yeshua do specifically on Shabbat? He put this hand that was withered up, out of order, would not function, was not correct, specifically on the Shabbat. He did what Shabbat is about. He put things in order. Healing is for Shabbat. Now, one of the things that you may not know is this. If you go to any synagogue, any synagogue, after the reading of the Torah, what happens? There are a time, there is a time for prayer. And we pray, what's said is tefillot lecholim, which is prayers for the sick. And what do we ask? We ask God to heal the sick. When? On Shabbat. Why on Shabbat? Because it's a day of restoration. It's a day for God to put in order for God to heal. And what's happening here? Yeshua, the Son of God. Emmanuel, God with us. He's healing. Why? Because He is God. It is appropriate for Him to do it on Shabbat. So we see that that Messiah, He made Him whole. That's what the Scripture says. And things were restored. His hand was restored healthy as the other. Verse 11. Now, what should have been done? Everyone, including the Pharisees and the scribes, they should have praised God. They should have gave glory to God. They should have understand by the fact that Yeshua did that type of miracle, that he is the Redeemer, that he is the Son of God, that he is the Messiah. But what did they do? Well, this goes back to why their thoughts were so far away from his. Notice what happened. But, but these, these individuals, the Pharisees and the scribes, they, they were full of rage. They were angry. Why were they angry? And this word means almost to be driven crazy with anger. So they were full of rage and they were speaking. And I would encourage you to pay attention to this word speaking and the prefix that's attached to the normal word for speaking, which means... They were speaking thoroughly. And what were they speaking thoroughly about to one another? Well, it tells us how, what would they do with Yeshua? And we know that ultimately what this group of leaders wanted to do, not all the Jewish people, but a group of very powerful leaders that that conspired with the Romans in order to put him to death. Why? They weren't interested in the kingdom. They weren't interested in the true biblical knowledge of Shabbat. And therefore, their thoughts were far removed from what God is about. For our God is a God of restoration. Our God puts things in order. Our God is getting you ready for a kingdom experience. And Shabbat teaches us much about the person and the work of Messiah, for he is indeed the Lord of Shabbat. Well, I'll close with that until next week.
Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Shalom from Israel.